0: Guide. I'm with SEO411 and tonight's topic is on social media on planning some tips and tricks and what we need to do to be effective in our social media plan. So let me uh, bring my screen up here so we can all work off the same thing here. Uh, let's share. So all right so here you have my screen and what I did is I pre-opened everything for us so that we can know what we're looking at here and Uh, what we need to do. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is everybody should have a business page for your business. If you have a business, um, you need to make sure that it actually has its own entity or identity within these social media platforms and spaces. So um, I I have my Facebook one open and you can see I have one for SEO 411, so we'll go ahead and click on that. And you'll see, this is the way our digital marketing clinic actually looks when there's people and we actually do things. This was taken at the HCC class. Sandra was kind enough to take it. And uh, we've been using this picture for our our headlines. So um, I want to make sure everybody knows that uh, they need to have a business Facebook page and not just use their personal Facebook page. Now, what I will tell you is that when I post, I post in both places. And if you are the owner of the business, that is a good, good practice to have, um, to put your posts up in both places. Um, but make sure that you go through, you set these up, you answer and put up all the different things that you can do. You see, I can book an appointment right off my uh, Facebook page. Um, I can, uh, somebody can leave me reviews. So there's all these these things within Facebook that we can do. Um, I don't really want to turn today into a Facebook class, but I just want you all to have a really good understanding of what you should be doing. Make sure you also fill in your About Us section. Um, You can see we've got about 2,700 followers here. Uh, What I will tell you is that Facebook has really become a pay-to-play type situation. Um, and really, what that kind of means is that without some kind of financial backing, um, your posts do not have uh, very large uh, footprints and reaches. So just understand that for the most part, you're having it so that if somebody's looking for you, that they're they understand that you're a real business, that you have um, stuff up. Um, I'm going to say up front, and there's going to be people that are going to disagree with me, uh, and I already understand that. Um, but the reality my, the reality to me is the people that put stuff on their Facebook page that talk about other businesses or articles that they find that other people like, to my mind, one of the first rules of thumb, and, t- and, and I, I guess this is across everybody, is I never post something that's from somebody else's business. So if you just start to look down our profile here, you'll see that everything that we do is somehow something that we've done. There's nothing that, because if I'm going to be the expert, why am I going and linking to something else? Um, that ought, basically negates me being an expert. I think every one of you should have take the approach that you're an expert in your business. Um, and I think that's a really, that's a really big p- point And I, and I can't really emphasize that enough to be honest with you. Um, you really, really need to, you really, really need to understand that you are the expert. You need to live it, breathe it, eat it and walk it. And your, your social presence should be overflowing with your expertedness, which is my own word. I understand that, but it, that's, that's the way that needs to be. So everything you look, you never see anything from anybody else ever. Um, our schedules are here. Our classes are here. You see what we're doing with some of our internet marketing clinic topics. We've put the tips up here, so we the the classes are actually all stacked in here. Um, everything is here. Nobody disputes, you know, what I what I do. Um, I've done the same thing with LinkedIn, but I'm going to tell you LinkedIn needs to be handled slightly differently. Okay. Um, LinkedIn is really about you as a person and not so much you as a business. You need to have a business LinkedIn page. Don't misunderstand me. But as we go through this, we need to make sure that we are posting to both our personal business and us as an individual. Uh, if you are the owner of the company, you need to be able to, uh, put your own stuff up. If you're an employee of the company, um, I really encourage you to be talking about your own business. What I'll tell you is it's kind of ironic. My little friend Clark is here. Uh, Clark sponsors one of our other internet marketing clinics in uh, Houston with, the new, with another, another organization. I, I have told him for a long time, Clark put up your own stuff and now Clark's made his own podcast. So I'm very happy that Clark did that because that's the right way to do that. But putting up other people's stuff on your Facebook or on your LinkedIn does not again solidify that you're the expert on something. Here's a good example: this gentleman is the CEO of a marketing company, and yet he's putting something up to a business-to-business community that talks about this. He should take that, internalize that, and put that up on his own uh, his own website with his own opinion and his own uh, brand, his own thoughts on it. So it's a common mistake that I see but understand that you're promoting somebody else when you put these things up. And I, and I can kind of come down this because they're all, I'm sure there's a whole passels of people that are doing it this way. Um, But here's another one from Clark. He's great. Here's international podcast day. Here they are talking at Clark's office. Way to go, Clark. So understand that that's the best way to do it and that your person is the best. You can do the company, but it's not actually, um, Um, it's not actually going to give you as much as you as the person because the following really is about you rather than as the company. And that LinkedIn is predicated on that. Twitter is another animal all into of itself. Um, And it is, uh, you can put the stuff here in the material here, but the reality is without interaction and engagement and talking to people, you're Twitter career becomes very short-lived, if you will. Um, It takes a long time to cultivate and work a good Twitter following. I have the same philosophy that I have here, even though I'm saying it's different. I have the same philosophy, put my own stuff up. But what I do is I will go out and engage with other people that are like me. I don't, I will go and talk to somebody or tweet a reply or ask a question let me see if i don't if i'll show here um and i you know i think it's a really good way to help build and be part of a community um you see i do they're all my own posts for the most part uh but when i see things go by i will go in and i do do respond i do um Interact with people. I do watch other people that what I do and I actually will go in and answer back I have some of the more popular people um, Within the industry. I actually have followed them and if they say something that I like or I don't like I go back to them and I go and ask a question Um, I go back to them and say hey, what do you think of this or hey? I found that I think it's a good way to have a a, a good conversation, but you start to become and rise up to become a leader. I do think for the most average small business, um, it is a time sink. And unless you have a full staff, I wouldn't worry yourself too much with it. Um, But just know it's out there and it it may get you, It depends on what you do. As a search engine person, it's a good thing. If I sell as an accountant, it would be a good thing. But if I'm just, uh, you know, um, I don't know if I'm just a local, uh, shop owner, um, I don't know that Twitter is going to really help drive your business. So I I would say pick a different fight for a different day, um, based on whatever your career path is, um, and whatever your business is. Um, the next one is, and I guarantee you 99% of you are not using this right, um, and we are going to have class about this. The one, the class we're doing through HCC at the end of uh, next month is on Google My Business and getting on Google's Maps, which is very important for every local business. Um, let me see if I can get this to work here. All right. So if you notice, um, we have our knowledge panel over here. I am going to, let me see if where are they are. Okay. I have so many now they make you click a button pretty much. Um, the posts that you have, uh, there is a post function within Google My Business. And I'm going to tell you that needs to be treated as a social media entity, no different than Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm going to say Instagram. I didn't put Instagram here. Um, if you do things that are more visual art, makeup, plastic surgery, uh, uh, dental, um, anything that has a visual component with it, I'm going to say you really do kind of need to be out on Instagram as well. Um, I'm, I just, I, I should have opened a window for it, to be honest with you, but the the fact of the matter is all of these ones that I have here, um, you'll notice on Google My Business, I have all our posts going on here as well, so it gives me more credibility um, in Google's eyes for what for what I do and what I'm what I'm looking for. So I just so you understand what you know what that is. I'm I'm going to tell you that that's uh that's pretty much a good thing to have and to be putting these out there. So what you have to do is you have to have a strategy for each one of these. And each one of them are a little bit different and I think that you have to know your audience. You have to know your business. You have to know what you do. You have to know who you are. Um, And you have to know where the people are that are your customers. And every day I talk to people and I'm getting, I talked to a company this morning. We had our meeting this morning. We were talking about some things. And what's interesting is their demographic for their customer is LinkedIn, but they do a lot of hiring and they have a a fairly large turnover um, because you have to really hustle at this job. And, you know, sometimes jobs that you have to hustle at have a little bit of a turnover. That part of it, I have to, I have a LinkedIn component, but I really also has a Facebook component because the job that they have also appears to stay at home moms, to grandparents, um, and to people that would have a demographic a little bit more in Facebook. So I have, I've kind of hit Facebook a little bit harder for them because it makes sense. So each and every one of you um, should um, have an idea of who your demographics are, what your demographics are, and what is the best social media platform. Now, one of the reasons I point this out with Facebook is because I think if we go back in the history of Facebook, you go back 20 years, and it was, you know, 15 years, whatever, gosh, it's almost 20 years now. Um, it was mostly college kids. Um, well, and I, and actually, we can run through that here. Uh, the question said, how old are the demographics of each social media pl- platform, and how do you find that out? Um, I, I think that's a reading thing, but I'll go ahead and give you give you some of that now. Facebook has aged. It's a lot of um, older folks. Um, it's a lot of people that are interacting um, at businesses. They're office workers. They're, um, there's some professionals. Don't, don't misunderstand. Um, there's, there's a whole older crowd of people. So if you are wanting um, older folks, older defined as 35 plus, which I hope you all are chuckling, um, you know, Facebook would be a good place to start. Um, I also there's also ways within Facebook if you wanted to um, decide uh, to spend some money, you can set up some of the demographics that you think match your um, your your criteria. So like this company I was talking today, if I would have set up an ad for them, I would have set a median income of less than fifty thousand. I would make the the people be probably 40 and older. Um, I mean, it might even go as far as to say if somebody's unemployed, um, because this is a great job for somebody that's unemployed that they could come in and do while they're unemployed, if they're furloughed, um, while they're waiting to go back to work from the pandemic. I mean, there's lots of opportunities to do with this, okay? I would then go ahead and put that kind of a package together. So the demographics for Facebook are more, uh, customer oriented, oriented. They're not B2B oriented as much. Um, if I have a B2B business, I'm um, got myself more over on LinkedIn. So now let's kind of talk a little bit through this. Um, uh, the under 35 crowd is under, is over on Instagram. Um, That's that's why I that's part of why I said that the Instagram crowd is 35 and under and they like to look at the pictures So if you're looking for parents of younger kids, that's where I would be uh, Is is Instagram. They're not as much over here on Facebook as they used to be um So, uh, as I as I as I look at all of this I kind of start to dissect where I need to be um with the with the with facebook um the one thing that i will encourage you to do with it is make sure that you have a good profile because when people you are hiring people they also will go and check your your stuff out so your facebook doesn't need to look like it's abandoned and nobody's posted on it and nobody cares and because when they're checking you out from an interpersonal level they're going to do that maybe through facebook but if you're looking to procure customers um, and, you're, and you're more of a B2B, then I need to be over on LinkedIn. So um, all these circumstances, it's all circumstantial, I suppose is the best way to say it because I, I have to know what I'm looking for to know where to find those people. And then the next thing I've got to do is I have to decide what will play well in each of these. Now, when I put stuff up, I put stuff up that I can cross platform um, cover and I do that mostly so that it's a time sync. So it's how much time do I want to put into it? If I can take this and automate the process, which I have done, um, I'm going to do that. Um, And I have almost a conveyor belt approach to this at this point in time Uh, and it's working very well. don't I, I really am very pleased at how well it's how well it's been working? To be honest with you, um, but I I have set this up that these posts can work on uh, Facebook, but they also can work on LinkedIn and they also work for Google My Business. Now where they're not working as well, but I I will show you how I'm kind of getting around that. Um, the posts themselves might not work well on Instagram. But what I've been doing is trying to make sure that I put really good graphics on things so that when they do get posted, they, um, and I'll, and let me do this because these are some of the better headlines and graphics that we've put together here. Let me pull this one up here. If I could spell, we'd be okay. Okay. <sighs> Uh, Azam Mohammed asked, would you provide market, or when you provide marketing services to your company, do you provide a budget and ROI for the budget kind, kind of metrics? Yes, I think you have to. I think you always have to, you have to earn your keep every, every month or somebody's not going to keep you around. All of these things have to be looked at. And I, you know, I, I give everybody oversight into what we do on a regular basis. So I think you have to, you have to look at all of that when you do that. So, um, all right, and I'll get to UK in a second here with the uh, Instagram. I want to I want to show this first, and then we'll go to that. So, if you look, every one of these blog posts have these awesome little pictures on them with these nice little graphic-y things. So, I actually take these graphics that we're making and we're sticking them out over on Instagram. So, the graphics themselves are going out to Instagram with the link back to the story. So the pictures tell a thousand words. So if I go back to, and this one really, the uh, owner of this company has done a great job with the content and helping me get the content. So we've got some real pithy type of um, uh, headlines on things. And um, I, I'm, I've been very happy on this. Um, so... Uh, you can see some of these here. Um, You see how we kind of the original rural workers and we've kind of drawn everybody in, but I've made my own graphics for each and every one of these. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you Canva is a great way to do this and it'll make you look like a rock star. Um, And you can make the graphics for your posts. Uh, through Canva to get them out onto these social, onto these social media platforms in a way that they're more palatable, and have a way. So even though we have these dry posts that may or may not play well on Instagram alone, we're putting graphics that will help and and you know pull the user over to the website to read the page. Um, one of the things is you have to decide what your goals are for social. Okay, so if your goal is to, and this is going to sound silly, but I know somebody that's done this and making good money at doing this. Um, If my goal is to buy a puppy and raise the puppy in pictures on Instagram and get endorsements for the puppy, you don't need to do content on a website. You just need to buy little cute stuff for your dog and put sunglasses on your dog and take pictures of your dog and do all awesome things with her. And (laughs) You'll start to drive that cons- that that forward. If your objective is to drive business back to your to your uh, company from these social media platforms, that's a different plan. And a lot of the times, what I'm talking about is how do I take the social platforms and get myself in front of the right people to be able to get me some business that I might not necessarily get off a Google organic search, but when you couple it with the social media, you start to have some authority and some trust and people are more likely to reach out to you. So um, I do recommend every, as you do this, and maybe I need to, I'm kind of putting the cart before the horse here a second, but I I will say that every piece of um, content that we do, we sit down um, at least once a month or so and decide what we think content needs to be for any given website. Um, And I recommend that you do that for your own website. So we have um, the holidays coming up. Everybody already should be thinking about what they wanna do for Christmas. Every one of you should have that in your thought process at this point. And let me tell you this year specifically, I don't think that anybody knows how this is gonna go because every, I, I, I don't really think everybody's running to the mall on Black Friday to go buy a TV. They may be going to their internet, though, on, a Friday, on Black Friday to buy a TV, but they may actually do that in the middle of, to the end of October and early November. So you're going to start, I think everybody needs to start having that kind of plan. Um, if you have a service-based business, like I was out at an urgent care, I was like, we need to have our gift gift certificates ready, uh, for some of the, some of the wellness plans that we have at the urgent care. Um, you need to, no matter what your business is, now is the time to start to make sure that you've got those mechanisms. So as I'm planning my content, I'm also thinking about how do I create a sale during the holiday seasons for that? Now, this website that you're looking at really doesn't have any, um, holiday type events happening with it. Um, Although some of the pages that we'll be putting up in October are geared toward or geared around kind of like Halloween type themes. Um, And that part is good because at least it's germane to the point in time that we are. Okay. Um, It works for this but it's not to sell things. So you guys all have to decide where you are and what you're doing. And then how can we take that and flip the script and make it work for us? Okay. Because the holidays are upon us, whether we want to know that or not. So all your planning and all your posts, you need to think about them at least probably, I'm going to say at least six to eight weeks, have them in your head of what you want to do. Because I think the other thing that is, is that I may say on November the first, I want to write a page about i don 't know veterans because Veterans' Day is coming. I may not get to that actual post until December the fifteenth because you know business happens and you 're busy, and you know you're not everybody's sitting at well, maybe you are, but not everybody's sitting at home wondering what the next thing is that they should do. I mean, I think the pandemic has caused some of that a little bit more. And if that is what you're doing, plan out the next year, work and put out stuff that once your business gets back on its feet, that you don't have to come back and and keep going over and over again. Uh, Patrick asks, is there a recommended book for SEO on LinkedIn? And no, the answer is no. Everybody has opinions. And a lot of it at times is trial trial and error. Um, I think that if you are honest, you put up good topics, you put up good pages, um, and you put stuff up, right. It will work out right for you. Um, you know, I, we have had a very good success rate on, on LinkedIn. Um, we've, we've gained followers because really that's the real goal of it, um, is to gain followers. You you know, Google's not going to come and rank your LinkedIn article that you put up. They, they just don't do that. Um, so uh, it's from that standpoint. But from my standpoint, if I put up really good content, people follow me, people like to hear what I have to say. And just like with this class, um, we have people that, Sandra wasn't kidding, we have people that follow me all over the city. They've been, some of these folks have been following me for the better part of 10 years. So with that said, I've, I've taken that following and pushed it out into the social channels. I communicate with a lot of people and, you know, it, the, I think the, the sales cycle on some of the stuff that we have can be up, you know, two and three years. You have to be patient. You have to cultivate those relationships and you have to be work, ready, ready to work with people. One of the things that helps me work with people is to be out publicly facing with my opinion on what my business does. Um, the Mullen and Associates is another great example. They're accountants and they finally, they're really good at what they do. And, um, they're extremely specialized in this, and I shouldn't say extremely, they started their whole business, um, to help, uh, some first responders, um, and work with people to that, those special, um, there's some special classes that apply to public servants, teachers, nurses, um, any of you that, that know that, know that, that some of those, some of the things that other people have are handled differently when you have public service, um, uh, professions and they are geared specifically for that. So he's finally speaking up and saying, Hey, you know, these are the tricks and this is how we know how to help this type, these type of businesses. So, um, the, the thing is that, um, I'm always looking and I'm always working and I'm always working to plan to make sure um, that you uh, you you put stuff in the right place and that you plan it out well. I plan everything in my world to be cross-platform. Uh, Ricardo said, "Am I able to rewatch this webinar webinar again?" Um, yes, uh, it is on Scores website. I actually also have a, a copy on my own website with some of the notes of some of the things that we cover. So sometimes I write uh, cliff notes. I've also taking this and putting this into a podcast. So um, I kind of try to make it be available to everybody. Score has it available. I have it available. Um, I actually have the last six months worth of these things sitting available on on my own website. So they're out there, they're on YouTube too. I actually have them out on YouTube as well. So there's many opportunities to re-watch these as as you go. What I will say, and one of the things that I was always concerned about with this class, and this class has worked well to build a social media following. um, The one thing that I was worried about is that people would opt to take the offline version and watch it at their leisure the only difference is I answer questions. And I think that that, that give and take with those questions become a very important um, set of set of interactions, if you will, uh, because you're not going to find someone that's going to sit there and answer the questions that, that I do without, I don't even flinch half the time on some of these questions that you ask me. It's kind of like, I don't, there was only one guy ever in the last 20 years that asked me a question that actually flat out stumped me that I went, and my mouth kind of went, I don't even know what, so this is an opportunity to have somebody be able to talk to you back and forth, and give you advice to help you in your business, and that's why we do this, because we want, you know, the entrepreneur crowd, you know, we you guys have a, a tough road, and we want to do everything we can to help make sure that you have the right set of tools to go into this world with, and somebody's telling you the right thing, so as far as rewatching it, plenty of opportunities. Okay, so where was I? Oh, Google My Business is uh we like I said, the whole I'm gonna teach a whole class on this start to finish, but I want everybody to recognize that they should be putting up posts on a regular basis um on your Google My Business page. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh come to the class on October the 28th. But if you do know what I'm talking about and you have your Google My Business page, please Whatever you do, start making sure that you are putting up the posts on this website. Um, Google knows what you've done. They know what the interaction is. They know that people are looking at it. They know what's happening with them. Um, I have mine are, and you see they have the YouTube property links back to them on the ones that have YouTube. Um, they all have an image, so don't put them up without an image. Um, Again, I'm going to tell you to go to Canva because it's like my best friend for everything now. Um, Anytime I need to make an image for anything, um, I go to Canva. Truth be told, the picture in that background I took out of the sunroof of my car. Uh, So that's the other thing. You have a very powerful tool in your hand when it comes to social media and pictures and stock photos because your cell phone you too can take pictures like that. So that looks like some stock photo I got and literally I stuck my hand out of my cell phone and hit the take the picture button. So um, I take that, I put them in Canva and I can make them look. And uh, if you notice, they all look the same because I've had, I, I have branded them as such now so that when somebody sees this, they fully know when they see that picture that somehow this is an SEO topic uh, that is associated to this class in some way, shape, or form. So, again, I'm also thinking about that in everything I do is like, how do I build that brand? How do I build that credibility? Um, every one of you should try to start to come up with um, some way to go ahead and start to do all of this and and come up with a picture that is you. Um, so on and so forth, so let's see, we have a new question, it says, thoughts on Facebook's new shops for business page, I know they take a percentage of what is sold, and I also, and also what kind of level of importance is a Facebook pixel analytics, yeah, okay, so this is a good question, all right, um, there seems to be some fighting with each other when I went to set them up or edit, it is getting harder and harder, um, (laughs) I agree that it is getting harder and harder, let me say that, uh, I I I keep I I said to one of my employees I said maybe I'm just getting older and they said no this is just getting so much more complicated every single day and I and I agree with that I often wonder what would have happened if I didn't start at like I I think I was here like at day three of the internet so as a result we've grown up on building these websites when there were, everybody was using front page and there was no Google when I started Google was still a mathematical number um, so that that kind of gives you an idea there. Um, So back to your question. Facebook Shops is trying to take on Shopify and these other places that take a percentage of your business. If it was me, I'd be running all of this off my website and snake it back through with a shopping link and just put the shopping link that they're buying off my website. I would not be I'm not a big in favor person. It's a money grab because they're going to take a percentage and you're going to probably have to pay for the for the for the ads to even get it in people's scroll too. So I I am not anybody that's heard me speak enough is I am not in favor of any organization that puts their hands in your pocket and takes a percentage of your sales. Um and I have always long talked about the best way to do this is do things off a website that you own that you have control over, that are not beholden to them taking a percentage. I had somebody call me just to show you what this does. They were with SmugMug. So they're a professional photographer. They're putting up wedding photos and stuff like that. And they were with SmugMug. Their monthly SmugMug bill was $10,000. SmugMug was actually taking home more than they were you know i can't you know you might be happy with taking home a couple thousand dollars but i can't see giving smugmug more money than what i took in on my own business that's kind of crazy to me but um the importance of a facebook pixel and google analytics tracking id are very important there's also a google retargeting id in all of this they shouldn't be fighting with each other though um Somebody said they can't hear me. I never have a problem with anybody telling me they can't hear me. Can you hear me better now? I'll try to be a little bit louder. Um, And and if it doesn't get better, just tell me. Um, But Google Pixels, Google Facebook IDs, Google, uh, excuse me, Facebook Pixels and Google uh, remarketing codes are extremely important if you are buying paid advertising. Because what it does is it goes back out to properties, uh, to people that have been to your website. So one of the things that I try to do, I do have paid ads running for my website and I can kind of sideways tell you why I did that. Um, But at the start of the pandemic, we noticed that everybody's traffic went down and that the people that shut off their AdWords, uh, their traffic went really down um but their keywords were still in the same the the traffic the organic traffic went down more than what it should have because I shut off the paid advertising. So what we did was we went back and I put some paid advertising on SEO411 at the same time I put a tracking cookie on um mine I I put a uh, a retargeting cookie up and when I put the retargeting cookie up anytime that somebody comes to the website they get a cookie that's on and they go to another website my website will follow them so somebody called somebody called them today stalking cookies okay if you are if you are paying for advertising you 100% should have stalking cookies for for lack of a better way to say that um, so I would I would truly say that they should not be, Uh, fighting at all. So it says, the follow-up question to this one says, for instance, on my website, I can only enter Google ID, no Facebook pixel, and now Facebook wants me to decide between API and the the pixel. Okay, so this website hosted by Bluehost, if it's hosted, if you, this goes, and I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here. If you are using a version of anything that is given to you by a provider that's not independent. So I don't, you know, Bluehost, maybe they've gone over to using uh, a version of WordPress that's no longer uh, unmetered. I don't know if it's WordPress.com or whatever they've done because I wasn't aware. They usually have kept their stuff pretty clean. As long as you can add plugins into your WordPress install, there is no reason on this earth that you can't add a Google ID and you can't add a Facebook pixel. Um, and the, the API and the pixel shouldn't be a decision one against each other because they do two different things. Um, so that may be some kind of a question that you can, we can kind of have offline and figure out really what we need to do here. And I, and I have no problem with that. You guys call me from this class. Um, 365 days a year. I don't even get off Christmas sometimes uh, with you guys. You don't even let me have off Christmas. I'm kidding. If you want to call me on Christmas, you can. I might not answer you, but I try. Um, But anyway, this doesn't, the scenario you're laying out doesn't necessarily sound right to me. It sounds to me like we have some, whatever we have within this doesn't seem like it's, it's being done right. So let me just kind of punt that off and you guys can call me on the side Uh, The next one says, this is not on topic, but I am going to answer the question. Um, The question says, uh, is it a good idea to buy Google ads as a startup? Um, I am going to say is, is it a good idea to put a uh, IV line to your bank account to Google's bank account unmetered? That would be my answer to that. I'm kind of being funny. Um, for, for those of you that know me know that I, I kind of can be that way, but, um, the real answer to that is, um, if you know what you're doing and you can work it out, then yeah, it's okay. But you really need to know what you're doing or you're going to spend a lot of money and waste a lot of money. And as a startup, you may not have a lot of money, so it may not necessarily be the right thing to do. Um, so next person, Brian Jackson. I'm not sure what a retargeting cookie is. I understand the cookies well enough, but I'm a rookie on it paid for, and therefore I don't know about retargeting. So what happens is you, in your code, put this pixel, and Google call, or Facebook calls it a uh, Facebook pixel. There's a Uh, irony to that, in my opinion, because Google owns a pixel camera. So I don't know how they ended up having Facebook be a pixel and then be a retargeting cookie. It seems to be very confusing. But what it is, is a small little piece of code that gets pasted in the header. And when somebody comes to your website, because remember the objective is to drive them to your website. Okay. So if they come through an ad and they hit your website, that cookie is deposited onto their, um, their computer. If they go to a property that has a Google ad on that property, um, it will follow them. So let's say we were getting, we're getting married. Okay. And I go to bride magazine I clicked on a link on bride magazine. It drops the cookie. I'll tell you a secret. You can do it on organic too, but it drops the cookie on the, on the bride's computer. The bride then proceeds to go to the not, the not serves Google retargeted ads. They get the ad for my website. The reason this is important. Um, and this is where I miss live rooms and interaction with people. Um, I would ask you how many touches do you think you have to have on somebody now for them to even recognize and interact with your company? That number is up into the 20s and 30s now. It's, it used to be 15, 17. It's up to like 23 now. That number continues to, to escalate because there's so much noise in the echo chamber that we are tuning it out, and it takes a lot for that to get in the. So, if you target to go for 15, you're better off than the person that used to say three. It used to be you have to send people mail three times before they ever would open your mail. Now, she's, you're saying 15. I say it's like 23 to 25 now. Um, I've seen 17 is a number as well. That number is just super, super high. And you have to create interactions with people so they know your brand because what you're gonna do, if I showed you a page and it said how to fix a, a bunion, just for example, and I showed you a podiatrist and I showed you Dr. Scholes, chances are you're gonna pick Dr. Scholes because you know Dr. is brand long before you're going to pick the podiatrist that might be more qualified to make that answer. So, um, These retargeting ads help drop your business across the internet and make it so even if I don't want those people to click on me. So if you're coming in, you see me, you see me on the knot, and you don't click on me, I'm okay because what I am is getting in your psyche that I'm on this planet. And that's really all I hope to do with these retargets. Another reason that I decided that we needed to use the uh, AdWords because what it did is it extended the reach of the SEO 411 brand I was kind of concerned because not giving these classes and not being out um in public as much as I had been private or previously rather I was worried that there might be a little bit of a drop off frankly there's been much of an uptick far more than I think I would have expected if you just wanted to ask me about it um so with that said I, I I believe in doing everything holistically so as I'm talking about the social media I'm trying to feed the rest of everything that goes on so that people start to know who I am because they see me on social media. They go out on the internet and they do a search and I'm sitting in the number one spot. These all become reinforcements that I am the person to do business with because ultimately this comes down to credibility. Okay. So you, it's very hard and you want to talk about something to get hard, that is getting harder as far as I'm concerned is discerning what is real and what is not. Okay. And I can go out and I can pick a business and they can look like a rock star and they're the biggest scam on the planet. And then I can find another business that looks like they made their website with some crayons and a box of Crayola. And they may be the best business to do, the best people to do business with. So people understand that you can't just judge that book by its initial cover And they start to go out there and look. And familiarity is something that causes interaction. So as much as all this, as we have all of this discussion, one of the biggest functions of of social media is the simple fact that it breeds familiarity with your business and with your brand. And every one of you should have a brand. Everybody should have a discernible logo that people can look at it and know what it is. And even the fact that I took this picture, every... I've seen some people do podcasts, and they change the cover art. Every podcast I have has this exact same cover art. It has the uh, topic on it, so you know what it's about, repetitively over and over and over again, and and it's because I'm reinforcing the brand, and all I've done is seen my nush- numbers just mushroom, and that goes for our customers, too, numbers just mushroom when you do these things, so... Um, that's, that's that, that piece of that. So get your, if you're, if you're doing paid ads, please make sure that you have Google pixels, uh, uh um, Google pixels, Facebook pixels and Google retargeting cookies. Okay. I have to say that, right. It's not good enough just to have analytics. You actually have to go put the cookie on there. Okay. So we hit that one. Answer live, answer live, done, done. Okay. So next question says, good evening. I have dropped shipping online platform, or uh, I guess it says for women's wigs. I need traffic to go to a website, but how can I do that without spending a ton of money? Um, If you are able to write, that is the best way to do that, is write about why I need a wig, what should be the hair quality of the wig, how many fibers should I have on the wig, Anything that you can write about that wig that, and then start to take that wig and go and those pages and go put them out on social. Uh, this would be a great Instagram topic. So I could put a picture of a bad wig and I could put a picture of a good wig. I could put pictures of women in wigs. I could put pictures of men in wigs. I could put, I, I, this subject starts to lend itself. It's a lot of work. So there is, but you're not actually spending a ton of money to do it. It's just sweat equity. Um, and, and, and what I will say to you is that any sm- successful small business owner knows that sweat equity is probably the mother's milk of it all. Because if you're not willing to roll your sleeves up and get going, you're not going to go anywhere. So all the things that need to be done to push that women's wigs business forward between sitting in this class and learning what you need to do, and then going home and being willing to actually do the work and do the work the way it's prescribed to be done, you're fine to do it, okay? Um, And there there really is a straight line here, which is write the page, put the page on my website, make the graphic, put the page out on social media, wash, rinse, repeat. I mean, it, it really is a cyclical thing that you do now I have enhanced it with video I've enhanced it with podcasts I've enhanced it with graphics. I've put together pro presentations. Um, I have a class on how to start a podcast that I'm actually going to go ahead and monetize. Um, so with that all said, you know all these things they all come down to what how what and how am I going to create content? to overall drive traffic to a property that's attached to my business. When we talk about Google, I'm going to show you a trick on Google My Business um, because what I want Google to understand is that your Facebook page, your Twitter page, your LinkedIn page, um, your website, they're all equal representations of your business. So when Google goes to my Facebook page, they understand that that they are going to Facebook, but they are also going to my Facebook page. We, you have to construct a narrative about your business. It's not just good enough to go do something. So you got to kind of put this all together and make everything cohesively bond together. Okay, can you place targeting cookies on computers when users are incognito browsers? uh theoretically no um but i would say that most people do not use incognito browsing and if we were in the room and i said stick your hand up how many people use incognito browsing i think we would have a bigger question of what is incognito browser so um i'm gonna say i'm not overly concerned about that piece of it i wouldn't worry about who's blocking you unless you're now if you're a uh, like a Bitcoin guy, maybe you'd have a little bit more to worry about with that. But, um, you know, there's certain things that if people are, you know, if the, the industry dictates that maybe you should be incognito, but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about that on normal, just the normal uh, B2B or B2C type business. All right, next question says... As a realtor, just starting in the market, how can I have effectively use social media for branding and leads? Or is it better to pay for Google ads to send traffic to my website? Um, you know, no, it is, listen, what I'm gonna say to you is this, all right? So let, let's kind of reverse this a little bit, okay? Google ads are there. And if you depend on Google ads for your business, you have to be very good at what you're doing. Because there's people out there, uh, people at HAR, people at realtor.com, people at, um, what the heck, I want to say Zillow, I guess that's what I mean, okay, that their whole job is to be able to build ads and build traffic off of social media and do it in a way that's actually, or not social media, off of Google ads that's actually effective and builds a funnel on down, okay. I don't know of anybody probably in this room that without a whole lot of long-term education and training to be able to do that can compete with that, okay? The reason I make that comment, and and I'm going to make this comment even beyond where I am going, I can have a whole bunch of people click through to my ads. That's great that that's happened. Chances are nine out of ten times the pages don't go to the right place They're not designed to be a trap Meaning that I'm gonna send you that page But I'm not gonna give you a way to get off that page without calling me Um, They're not landers that are designed to be unique to the end user So the option of you putting up ads and trying to run it yourself you're going to spend a small fortune and you may come back to me and say, well, you know, I only have a $300 budget. Okay. As a real estate agent, as a web hosting company, as an SEO company, you're not going very far on $300 a month. Okay. So you have to kind of start to understand that you, you need big bucks. So, um, we worked with a a large, um, known brand, uh, reseller and they were spending $300,000 a month. And their theory was this, if they put in 300,000, they got 450 back every month. So every month they cleared $150,000 additional in revenue, because, so they had a Coke machine idea, but they had a the, the, the department that was needed to run this, to run that to that level of efficiency, Was astronomical. So my opinion always continues to be: is build a brand on social media, get your get your name out there, get people to understand that you are giving tips and you're hey, how do I buy a house? How do I pick a school district? You have to become the most happy, helpful person on the planet to be able to start to push this all forward. The other thing that I'm going to say to and anybody that's a realtor, I'm going to say this too. You need to take your website and break it out yourself uh, using an IDX feed. You do not need to be using something like HAR because you have to understand at least, and this is a lot of re- realtors don't necessarily agree with me and, th- and that's okay. The way people buy a house these days and go to the internet and they go, I want a four story house. What, what's available? And then they contact the person where they found that house that's listed as the listing agent if I can steal that agent and get the lead that I get the 3%, then to me, that's an effective way to do it. So you need to be using the IDX feed and you need to set that feed up that you get the leads and not um, you know, the person at heart that was the original, original one to list it. Because somebody may say, let, let's say I did this search. Um, I want to live on Heights Boulevard. So I may say... Um, I want a three-bedroom house on Heights Boulevard that's under uh, $800,000. Let's just say that was my search, okay? They might end up on my website and not on Har's website because I've given it more information in the long tail than what Har would put in their, their descriptions. So if you set your site up right, if you do social media right, and if you do branding right, you theoretically don't need to pay for ads and you don't need to pay hard. So I can, I can kind of cut that from both sides and say what I need to do. Um, One thing I do want to point out because I seem to, there seems to be a rash of this question of late and you guys haven't asked it, but um, I keep getting these people that say, say to me, I want my name to appear this way. Um, you don't get a say so you can you can make a suggestion that your name should appear that way, but sometimes they just say, "Nope, we're not gonna allow that and they'll and it's usually these things that people um like s e o four eleven if that said s e o champ and I tried to run it together as one word, the chances are they would try to split the s e o and the champ because they think that's a typo so understand that you may come up against that so when you name things or you enter things into these properties try to do it in a way that you can stay consistent with what you do because that's very important. Um, Every day and I I say I do this on Saturdays but I, I actually do this every day as much as I hate to admit that. You guys need to go through your websites, your social media pages, Um, any properties in any place where anybody can post a comment and make sure that that comment, you know it, you've answered it, you've replied to it, and you've engaged with it, okay? Um, As much as uh, reviews here, hang on, let's come over here to reviews. If you see, every review I have has been answered, everyone, and the reason why I do that is because I show that I'm engaging and interacting with every person, okay? Um, The same goes with Facebook. Uh, The hosting part of our business, I actually allow tech support questions to come in through Facebook and every once in a while I get somebody that decides that's the right way to contact us every day check those areas and make sure there's not something sitting there in the way of notifications for you. And as I'm gonna say that here, I got 36 of them over here, I have no idea. All right, they're all gym liking posts. So you see, okay, so here's one I got from a week ago. Uh, We help a cancer organization and they actually tagged me in a post. And if you see, I came back and I actually thanked them for mentioning us and for, for letting us be part of this team. Um, I appreciated them doing this shout out to us. I appreciated them, uh, you know, doing this. The worst thing I could have done is not acknowledge that this actually happened. Um, so I, I urge you to come down here and look at all of these and go through them all and see what's, what's happening and what's, what's showing up here and what's, what's not. So um, I, I, that's a, that's a big deal. And I think that's something you should do. Um, here's another one I got a while back from the Houston West, uh, the Houston Northwest chamber. Um, so you see they, they have us, they're, they're cute. Cause they got this little thing here. Um, so, uh, anyway, long story short is make sure that every day you're going through and checking, uh, your notifications on stuff. Okay. All right. Brian says, circling back to paid ads, as a summary, do you generally discourage paid ads unless you have a large budget and a lot of time and a lot of expertise? Yes, that's exactly right. I strongly discourage it because you'll easily, to do it right, you may need to spend $10,000. You're like putting an eyedropper on a fire, like at $200 a month because that's all you can afford you'll be lucky at that kind of a budget on most of these businesses if you get a lead every three months. So I I, I am of the opinion that if you're not going to do it and not put the right, you're just wasting your money and you're better off putting it into something else to help you uh, get moved forward. But yeah, I'm, I'm I used to say, well, I used to say no paid ads. And the reason I used to say no paid ads is because I'm really good at SEO. Okay. I, 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 I really good at it. Like I'm getting to the point where I'm putting up things and people are getting leads and within a couple of weeks, I don't even know how that's happening because that's not supposed to happen, but it is. Okay. But the reality is it doesn't, I, I've never had to pay for ads unless I wanted to voluntarily do it. I've never, no, I shouldn't say that. I ran the hosting company off of ads for a while. We got to spend where we were spending $10,000 a month, a month on paid ads to bring the leads in and get the hosting. And it got to the point where the cost of client acquisition exceeded what a year of hosting would be. So I had to make sure that customer stayed for like three years before I ever made a profit off of them that i can't compete with that so i'm better off to go put my efforts into something else that i could actually compete off of and it depends on what you're selling because if you're sitting here and you're selling cable service and you can put three hundred thousand dollars towards it there is a coke machine model that you put a hundred thousand in you get one hundred fifty thousand out If I walked up to you and told you, put this money in, you'll get this money out. Nobody's opposed to that. Um, I have a a gentleman that sells vacations to Italy. Those of you that have been around me know and have known about him for a while, right? He's paying a substantial amount of money to get leads for Italian vacations and was doing, he was getting 30% uh, leads, but he was closing less than 2% of those leads. So you have to start to look at what is the benefit of you spending this and you're having all this extra work because I actually think the paid lead a lot of the times is a bad lead, okay? For accounting, for SEO, for trips and vacations, maybe light bulbs it works for, Uh, maybe um, sneakers or something like that it would work for. Um, I, I would be, I would be, um, very, uh, leery to do it on a service type basis of what it is. So this person says, Yasin Davila says, if someone wants to use Google ads, I, I have a roadside assistance company. How would you recommend doing it without throwing tons of money at it? I wouldn't. I'd come to the October 28th class and learn how to do Google My Business. I, I, don't, I, I don't know that you're going you're gonna to be able to compete with that because you're going to have to get to the right person at the right time. AAA is sitting there trying to compete with that. Other Other tow truck companies are sitting there trying to compete with that. So during the day, when that's when you want to go out, you're going to pay a lot. If the average Tofee is $40 and your customer acquisition is 50, what have you solved? And you have to look really hard at that when you're doing something like this because you can't like I said, my hosting my hosting product is a great example. It's $100 a year. The cost of client acquisition went to $150. It took over 1 year of hosting for me actually to get back what it cost me to acquire that customer. And that's the day I, yeah, we do. That's the day I shut off the advertising is when it got to that all the way along, because we're, you know, as a hosting company, we're, we're good. People stay, it's all been awesome. I've got some people that have been there 20 years. So it was not from that standpoint and I was confident I could get them. But what was happening when we got through the first year, what we were noticing is that the people that came to us because they were price shopping went out and price shopped the next year. And if they found a better deal, they left. So it became this ever, I think we probably only long-term retained 30% of those people because The caliber of the customer was a price shopping customer. They came to us because we offered them the special. They did not stay. They went out and looked for the special the next time around. So you have to look at all of these things when you make that determination. Again, I have a slow drip on SEO 411 right now. I'm very happy with what it's doing. It's doing nothing. I never get a lead from it. And some people would say to me, it's a waste of money. But what it's doing is... I have it on my name. So if you Google SEO 411, the ad is there. I don't have to worry about whether you scroll down or what my placement on the page was from that standpoint. um, I have it really pinned in to a very small area. So our spend never goes over what my budget is. Um, But when I need it to pop up, it pops up. I shut it off at five o'clock when businesses go home. You don't need those SEO services at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night. So I shut it off. So when you start to do all of those kind of things, you can kind of pin it in, but I I don't ever, I don't expect to get one lead out of the paid search that I'm running on SEO 411. It's all about supporting the brand. It's all about supporting and helping drive the organic. It's all about making sure that I stay visible when somebody is actually looking for me. I don't want them to find anybody else. I don't want them to find anybody that's ever been associated with us. I don't want, you are going to come, you are going to make sure you land on my website and that's the end of that story. And that's the reason I'm doing it. But so you have to understand why you're doing it. Um, if that makes, if that makes sense. Um, so let me clear this up. Uh, I do have a link for the October class. So, uh, Sandra if you're here I can't see if you're still here but if you can you or Flora can dig that out and put that out for everybody that would be helpful to me otherwise I'll do it at the end cuz I can't go rifling through emails right now I thought I'd
1: just put it in there uh, Did but let's you, try again
0: I don't know that I see it, um, I'll it again I've got it Okay. But yeah, we have, we do have a, we do already have that link. Um, The other thing is I send out a monthly calendar. So you're willing to sign up for that. Score sends out a a monthly calendar. It's always on that calendar. So um, between the two of us, there is links and there is ways to sign up for things. So um, we have both. So that's fine. Let's see. So I answered that one. I'm trying to make sure I keep up with everybody here. So hold on. Okay. It says concerning... Responding to shout-outs, I see some companies responding to customers' negative posts, usually in reviews. I typically see stand I typically see canned responses which wouldn't be as effective as a typical damage mitigation. What is your take on responding to negative uh, comments? I am the master at responding to negative comments because I am nine out of 10 times, I am not responding to that person. I am responding to the person that will read that post that will want to see how we do business. So um, I, on the hosting company, I don't have any bad ones on SEO 411, but on the hosting company side of my business, um, many years ago, I had an outage. Um, and we, it was a, it was a mechanical failure. There's nothing we could have done about it. Long story short. So the phone's all lit up. You know, everybody's scrambling to answer phone calls. This one guy goes out and puts a, nobody's answering the phone. I wrote back to him and said, you've been a customer for 17 years here. And you have my personal cell phone number. What do you mean? Nobody's answering the phone. Uh, so the, the way I do business, this customer has been here so long that he actually has my personal cell phone number and calls me when he has a problem. That's my company. That is my company. My cell phone just is like a hotline to whatever. All the time.
1: Yes. Can you look at the answers? I think I'm. I think it's in there. Uh, I answered the question and it should be in there. The link. I think it's
0: in the answer link? maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. It's in the answer too, but I don't know that anybody else can see it. I'm it not sure if everybody can. else can see it because of the way it is, but Um. Let's see if somebody, okay. They can see it. All right. They all can see it. So that's good. good. All right. All right. They're good. They said they can see it. They just can't click on it. Cut and paste it. If it's not clickable, just cut copy it and then paste it into the browser and go, and that'll solve that problem for you. So the moral of the story is that I truly believe in answering uh, negative reviews. I often have a lot of fun with negative reviews. Um, because I answer them for the next person. I don't ask them for the person with the reviews. Uh, Urgent care is another one that gets uh, some negativity going on um, because you come in and I I hate to say this and I'm just gonna, I don't know how to say this politely, so we'll just kind of do it as good as I can. There's a lot of people that use the urgent care system um, because they're doctor shopping, okay? So the complaint that we get is I've come in, my leg hurts, and you won't give me pain pills. So my answer back on somebody like that is, hi, unfortunately, because of the current state of the opioid epidemic, we just can't do that anymore. So A, what I'm doing is I'm telling somebody else that maybe doctor shopping don't come here because we're not going to play the game. I'm squaring that record away in a in a very positive way without being negative to the end user. and I and I really haven't I really try to do that on everyone and understand that I'm not answering that person. Nine times out of ten, my relationship with you is already damaged enough that it's not gonna matter. So what I'm gonna do is put the answer out there to show you how I do business and how I better interact with people that maybe this one person in, uh, in my business didn't get along, but that doesn't ma- ma- necessarily, let me show you how we normally handle this or what the real problem was as to where this actually came from. Okay, next person says, quick, quick question. Have you ever had a brand ambassador for your business? I'm the brand ambassador and no, I don't get paid. So I don't know. So um, I actually think my customers are brand ambassadors I, I, and no, I wouldn't never pay for anybody. I think if you do your business right, you don't have to pay somebody but i'm I'm kind of being funny with you, but on the other side of the coin, I hope you you i am twenty four seven a brand ambassador for my business that's why um I have to make sure that I act right on social media. I try to stay out of politics on social media. I try to stay out of sports on social media other than JJ Watt. Anybody that's known me for a long time knows that like my son and moon and everything rise and set on him. Um, but other than that, I don't, I don't often say much. I mean, I love the Texans. I don't like Bill O'Brien. I mean, that's, that's the extent of it, but I know that everything I do, um, I uh, make sure that I am 24-7 on the clock, and that is preached to my, uh, my uh, staff the same way. Um, I have them all set up with duplicate Facebook accounts. Uh, if you're going to have customers, you're going to make sure that those customers never see you out on a boat with a joint in your hand. Don't want it. I don't care if you do it per se, but... What you do on your own time is you, but you are not gonna put that in front of my customers and ruin my brand in any way, shape or form. And that's, that's the way we've approached it and it's worked real well. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I've got, so you, that's first and foremost and maybe I just have a bigger megaphone and have been just a more convincing. I would never pay somebody to do it because nobody's gonna do it as good as me. So that's a, that's a tainted question uh, because I, I don't believe anybody represents my company better than I do. All right, let's see. Done, done. All right. Now that's more about the link. Okay. This one says, I own a staffing company. Can you drill down on ways to get quickly to get followers on Instagram? I am not a guru with the platform, but I noticed that I actually have to be connected with followers in order to get my message out. Well, that's a very, that's an awesome point. Um, Would you recommend buying followers? And if not, how can I quickly get my millennial pool? (coughs) All right. So here's the thing. If I buy followers, I am not getting the proper audience of people that want to hear what I have to say. They're just dummy accounts that are sitting out there that were purchased. So no, I wouldn't necessarily go about buying followers. If you want people to follow you, you have to go out and give them a reason to. You need to be pithy. You need to be informative. You need to do good graphics. If you want to show them how to do their makeup, makeup tips, that's all these things. How, how do I dress for work? How's a good way to dress for work? Um, the millennials um, sometimes have a problem with some of that, meaning that they struggle to make those decisions for some reason. I mean, I had a banking company tell me one lady quit her job because they wouldn't wear pantyhose. To me, that's a whole post, all in of itself, as to why you have to how you have to dress if you're at a bank. Um, so, as far as having to get it getting follows quickly, I don't know that that's always the right thing. Um, but if you start, see, you could be funny and do you know, funny, funny things, what not to do at a job. That might be a way to do it because that would start to pick up some speed and go viral, especially if you have a good sense of humor about things. Um, you know, like taking your pantyhose off in the middle of the bank lobby, which is a true story that actually happened to one of my customers. Um, so that, you know, pithy humor Humor in a way to get people's attention. Unfortunately, we live in this attention-getting society, so there is that piece of that problem. Um, but I, I, I would say that graphics, images, pictures that help people understand what they're supposed to be doing, with helpful pages attached to them, would help to start building a following for for you, especially um, health and beauty tips. If you can, if you can get that out there, and I know that sounds. Like, why would I do that for a staffing agency? But if I'm a bank, let's like, let's say I do for banks. Well, you have to dress the part. You have to do the part. Uh, you may um, be intimidated by doing it. So it depends on what staffing you're doing. Um, I might do things not to do at a job interview. Um, that would be another thing. Like I just I just hired somebody for uh, my trips to Italy guy. And we had somebody show up and they said to me, um, we, we were looking for somebody that did stack programming and that could build applications. And we asked them um, what their qualifications were. And the lady said, well, I went to coding camp. And I was like, what is coding camp? Uh, there's better ways to say that you went to coding camp. I mean, you know, like, I don't even like you're in a little tent with a coat with a computer. I mean, what is coding camp? And then she couldn't tell me. And then when I asked her what she was trying to do, she kind of, she, she was telling me, I don't know, it was like, I'm really successful because I went to coding camp. Um, but, um, a waitress on Tuesdays, it was like a very strange interview. So you need to tell people how to, but do that in a graphic, in a picture, in a humor. Yes. If you can do humor, I do humor all the time. I, you know, it's just humor sells. Um, that's the, that's the kind of thing. So that's how you're going to get that, um, that, uh, footprint out into Instagram, um, and get people to follow you. Um, you could do LinkedIn or YouTube and you could do mock job interviews and actually do like Saturday Night Live skits out of them. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I I wouldn't be afraid to go get my iPhone out and do a mock interview of things not to do in an interview. Um, You know, we, uh, I have one lady that does video interviews and the video interviews, people show up in their pajamas I don't know why you would show up to your pajamas uh, for a job interview, Um, but yeah, uh, just, so there's a lot of opportunity there to me to be able to, to, to get that, to do that. So, but, and maybe you do, you know, like I did an internet marketing clinic as I'm thinking through this, if you could come up with like a Saturday night routine of jobs trip, make a whole brand, if you will, of these tips and series of tips that are done like Saturday nights live skits. And and that would get you, people would start following that just simply because it's funny. So that's the kind of engagement that you have to have, but you have to have a plan to do that. You have to have a thought to do that. I have a chiropractor that I'm going to put up a podcast for. And I told him I needed something zippy on his, uh, for his podcast. I haven't done it yet. Cause I'm in my head. I'm not coming up with a, a spiffy enough title for it. Um, you know, I'm trying to do a word um, uh, a word play on, on either his name or what he does or, you know, like the backcracker or something. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe I should write that down because um, it just came out of my head. So, but that's what we're, that's, uh, uh, that's, that's what you've got to do. And you've got to do it in a way that gets you attention. So that's that story. Um, Okay, so every day you're going to go out and you're going to find your, um... (laughs) all right, those of you guys that have never seen me do this. If you give me a topic, I usually can give you like a rapid fire of content things. And and it's because I grew up, well, I grew up, but in my earlier days, I was an editor at a newspaper. So we'd have to come up and brainstorm out topics. Little did I know that I was going to get to a point in my life that I would just start to go like rapid fire. So the next question says, ideas for Montessori school. See, so now we're going to do Montessori school. All right. So, uh... I have to think about that one. And then the next one says, how do I set Google, Google my business for multiple locations? Come to class the next time around. That's not something we're going to do tonight. That's, a, that's um, uh, a whole different animal. And it says, and do you post the same ad for both locations? I am not posting ads. The Google posts are actually blog posts. And yes, I put it on both locations. I have uh, my auto poster is set up to post to both places because the material, now, if the material was, let's say the material was different enough that it uh, could be, um, all right, let's, 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 let's do this. Um, I own a restaurant, I own a restaurant in California. I own a restaurant in Louisiana and I run a restaurant in New Jersey. My restaurant in California may put pineapple on a pizza, it's sacrilegious, I'm Italian, I'm from New Jersey, you don't ever put pineapple on a pizza, just wanna put that out there. But if I own one for California, I might have to put pineapple on it. I might own that same pizza restaurant in Louisiana, and I may have to put crawfish on that pizza. I don't know why I would, but it just sounds like an idea. And then we get to New Jersey and we have a Puritan pizza that is just cheese and tomato sauce, okay? Bottom line is, on that, I can't put the same post across three because the geographic differences and the and the and what the expectations. If I put a crawfish pizza in California, I'd be out of business. I'd like to say if I put a pineapple pizza in New Jersey, I'd be out of business, but there are some people that seem to eat this pineapple animal. So I'm not sure what that's about, but um, you, you'll have to pick. So I'm gonna say, we'll talk about that the next class, but understand um, that uh, those have to be, you do have to put stuff up on. And I try to keep it where I can put it uniform on all locations. Okay. Montessori Children's Care Center. So it might be, of uh, what is the benefits of uh, a Montessori school over a typical daycare? Because your, your customers are not the children, it's really their parents. Um, but those parents may want to see fun events. Now you're, you're stuck a little bit because in some senses you can't really use the children as the stars of the movies. Um, I, I, I would highly, um, urge you not to put the children on camera. Um, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of rules now. Um, and and this actually goes for anybody using children like if you're a dentist okay and you want to put a kid in a chair make sure that kid and actually i wouldn't even put a kid in a chair and i'll tell you why because they've changed the laws and the way lawsuits are being adjudicated um that the parents can sign away the rights for that kid or money that comes in for that kid so let's say you signed a photo release you took a picture of the kids in the chair took a picture that kid still has the right when he's 18 to come back and say, okay, now I want to see how much money you made off of using my image and I want a royalty fee. So there's a lot of problems with using kids. And I I wouldn't even say use your own kid at this point because your own kid can come back against you. So um, on the Montessori school, uh, maybe you can do skits with your teachers. I mean, you can, maybe you can do some, some type of stuff like that and actually have the teachers be the students. Um, but I, I, think when you're trying to sell one type of school over a different type of school is you take, you know, that position that this school is better and why, and those are the kind of stuff that I would be putting up for that. I, 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 would, I would have to, and I'd have to get into that business model more, but like, you know, I wouldn't go send it like, you know, the home daycare that somebody's running at. What's the difference between your Montessori school and sending it to Aunt B's daycare down the street, you know? Um, so, you know, there's a lot of informational pieces because your, your person's your teacher, your, your person's your parent and not the actual child. All right. So oh, we're still talking about this link. Um, hmm. All right. So Derek, here's the deal. If you go to SCF 411 after uh, Saturday, I will have the class with the link on the website. Okay. There's a, whole big thing that says class. If you go and type internet marketing clinic Houston into Google, it will take you to the class page with the sign-up links for this class, okay? So if, if you're, ha- if everybody's struggling with this link and you can't quite get it to work, um, I will have it live by the end of the weekend, okay? Well, so, we
1: also will send you, um, yeah, a, if you have his email and
0: we can send it to him. I mean, we're going
1: to send, send an e out on Friday with um a link to that and more and i've been emailing it to the the people that are in our small business success series because i have their email addresses i don't know why um you know i'm not i'm used to using the chat and but the q a doesn't seem to take things as well and i can't ask a question in the chat because i'm a co-host i can only answer so you have to look for answers i'm not sure why that's it's not making it a clickable link when we put it in there because i've also posted it just as a link with nothing else in there it's still not clickable though
0: Well, we'll have the material out. Worst case scenario is you can call me and I'll, I'll text you the link. I mean, you don't have to worry about that. We will make sure that you are here for that next class. Okay. So just, you may have
1: to reach out to us, but It also should be up on the SCORE website. If you Google SCORE, uh, Houston, take a workshop, it'll appear there. We just created the link to the October thing. And sometimes it takes a day or so for to get up on the SCORE website. But I always look for, um, take a workshop for Houston and they have this workshop and more, they will.
0: All right, so next one says, what would be good average budget for online marketing for a small doctor's office? It depends on what kind of doctor you are. Because if you're a plastic surgeon you have, a, or a cosmetic dentist, you have a whole lot more than an oncologist or so. It just depends on what kind of doctor you are. But um, I would say anywhere from fifteen hundred to three thousand a month um, would get that, depending. Uh, if you're a plastic surgeon or cosmetic dentist, what? Well, that's a different. That's a whole different animal. Um, just kind of throwing that out there. All right, let's say that one. That one's. A da, 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 da. Next person says, "See, this is good. This is like my favorite thing in the world to do, which is throw ideas out to people." Next one says, "Kids' hair care product ideas." Okay, so. Um, I mean, I'd have some, some questions about this, but if it's just hair barrettes and hair bows, um, I would use backs of heads, but I, if you're making them by hand, I, I, I'd kind of have a lot of questions for kids' hair care products, um, and and what they, what they exactly are. I mean, if it's just to spike Jimmy's hair and make moose, uh, spikes, then that's, that's something you can have fun with. Um, if it's serious that these kids have, you know, some kind of problem or issue. Um, well, shampooing kids' heads is a good thing too, because they don't like to do that. So that could be a lot of fun also. Uh, but are they, there's any special needs when inside of this, or are they just, is this, um, really health and beauty and not necessarily, um, medical related, you know, cause like, as you're saying that I'm thinking, okay, then I would go and have fun with this. Uh, with kids, you know, washing their hair, and again, use the backs of heads, don't use the the kid's face, because it's just a bad deal, what's going on with kids these days out on the internet, um, the other reason is, you know, what are, what are some of the benefits of this shampoo, again, because it's the parent that buys the shampoo, not the kid, um, so you're gonna have to come up with some, what some of the benefits of that are, why do you, why do you do that, um, um, what, are, what it's all about. So that's, let me think on that one. Um, but, uh, that, that one's, that one you can have a lot of fun with if it's a fun kind type of topic kind of stuff. And then, uh, then you need the, what is, what is, what is the uniqueness of your product for you to be able to sell somebody shampoo, I guess is the, wh- why should they buy your shampoo over no more tears? I mean, you know, there's, uh, there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of questions there that I would have on what the uniqueness of this all is and what's going on with all of that. So, all right, let's go. Let's go to that one and to that one. The
1: link worked on my end. That's good. That's good. Let me answer that one. Done. Okay. Oh, no. The, the link, the, done. The, the, the event. The link's, link's on on.
0: working for some of them and not others. So it's, it's okay. Well, work well on the,
1: that. the event is already posted on the SCORE website as well. So if you Google score used to take a workshop and you scroll through the events it's it's posted there already so you can register there too
0: okay so this next person says what is uh ideas for digital marketing for a party supply store and again what is the budget you know the thing is i I, I, let me i'm gonna address the party supply but i'm gonna adjust the budget in a in a more broader sense here okay um Party Supply Store is, you could have a whole bunch of good times with that. Um, everything from Halloween to Christmas to birthday parties to princess parties. Um, you could do videos. You could, you know, how to how to have a party. Uh, what do you need for a tea party? Um, meaning a little kid's tea set kind of a thing. Um You know, there's a million and one uh, event ideas. Uh, You, for you, you could have a whole section that talks about kids' birthday ideas and then use that to come back and support what you're, what you're doing. So, you know, if you, you want to have steps to have a uh, birthday party for Frozen, and then, you know, what characters should you have? What kind of products do you need? What makes this special? Is there something that we can, you know, feature Frozen on? Do I need a Frozen birthday cake? Uh, Do I need uh, Indina Menzel or whatever her name is to come sing Let It Go? I mean, what, what do I need to do uh, to have a good frozen birthday party. So these are those kind of uh questions that I would, you know, start to answer. And you can do it tongue in cheek. You can do it serious. You can do it completely serious. Uh, you could do a mixture of, of anything. But you're you could take your party supply and go all the way out to event planning and start talking about how to plan events and go beyond that. So that's what it'd be okay so we're we're all going to keep asking about marketing budget and 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 I have to answer this as, as brutally honest as I possibly can. You need to spend on average to do this properly at a normal speed a minimum of twenty hours a month on your website, okay what that twenty hours or thirty hours Looks like in price starts to be all over the map because I could go get some guy that's in a different country and get a whole lot lesser price, but I'm going to have a whole lot lesser quality. Um, I see ads all the time for $300 and we'll get you number one on Google. That is not real. That's somebody you're going to pay somebody $300 until they wake up and until you wake up enough and realize that you never got it and you're not going to get your money back. Um, I think now, right now, my my sweet spot for most of you guys that would be localized businesses, you're a minimum of a thousand dollars because of everything that has to be done. That's the floor. And what that, what that's doing is going kind of slow. So what we've had to do, so for some of you I've had to hybrid it. Um, Some of you guys have to help us and I'm kind of mentoring along the way. Some of you guys are helping me get ideas so we can get them back. I mean, so I'm willing to work within a space and I think a lot of people would, but on the other side of the coin, I, I also think that a thousand dollars is the absolute floor to have somebody come in and be able to do this and do this at a reasonable, reasonable good job. But that's the, that's the bottom. I don't know how else to say that. I don't, the top can, you know, go all the way out to six digits. So I don't even, the top is not a, a realistic discussion, but The bottom line, you have to understand and see Carolyn said, wow, 20 hours. I have some that I work 40 and 50 hours on because that's how much is needed to be able to do that. So, you know, it's, that's the minimum you should spend. And the reason why is what you need to do is I need to, I need to put up five to six really good pages of content a month, okay? Regardless of what your business is, that's really, if you put up one or two or one or th- one to five, a quarter, okay, that's about what you can do, all right? But if I say five pages a month, okay, just the writing, editing, and posting of those pages, not including social media, management, planning, research, nothing else, you're looking at about 90 minutes a page, okay, to write it, post it, make the graphics, put it up there. So five times. Let's make the math simple and just say two hours. Um, you got your what? Five times two, five hours times ten. You're at fifty hours right there. If you did five at two hours a piece. Am I doing my math right? Yeah, right. Fifty uh, five articles times two hours. Yeah, maybe it's only ten. Maybe it's no. I'm doing it right. So yeah, you're you're way up there when you just get to you know, you start to get, you start to get to this. So I I think 20 is the minimum you should do. Anybody should be putting in. And if you're not putting that in, that's why you're not going forward. Okay. If you're only putting in 10, then you're only going as half as fast as you should. Okay. If you're putting in five, well, you're doing, you're doing um, a month's worth of work over a quarter. So what it would take you to do if you did this a month, you're taking three months to do it. So it is a lot of work. And that's what I think most people don't understand. Um, Okay, so this one says, my business is a virtual fitness, indoor cycling, high intensity interval training. There's a ton of ads for that kind of thing coming through my own Facebook feed, probably because of the algorithm knows my interests. Ideas for differentiation. Okay, so I would do stuff for free to get them started. Um, I know, uh, this lady out in sci-fair and she done, she has done a great job of building her business virtually. She has done a lot for free and got people to follow her for free and then switch them and flip them into paid models to go to as, as time went on. Um, your personality is probably what's going to be the biggest differentiator. Um, unless you're going to come back and and say to me that, you know, you have some specialty something um, or there's something that you do that nobody else does. But like this, this one lady that I'm talking about with yoga, it's all her personality driving it. It comes out, her happiness, her everything about it. It's, it's, it's what, that's what her differentiator is. And she's, she's just a little spunk ball and it comes through in everything she does and how she does it. And it's, you know, brand ambassador on one end, but she has done a really, really bang up job of letting her personality come through and people gravitate towards her just because she's that good at it. Um, the other thing I would say is do it videos. Don't just do stationary ads. If you can kind of do a video ad, you're going to be a little bit better off um if, if you're doing something unique. Uh, and the other thing is indoor cycling. I don't know what that entails. When you say indoor cycling to me, uh, you may scare me because I don't cycle anywhere. Um, but if if you're out for those people that are like the extreme sports people, then make it be an extreme sport. So it depends on what your target is on that and how I would pitch that video. But if you make it scary, like you're a crazy person on a bicycle, um, you're, you may not pull as many people in the housewife sec uh, off Facebook as you would. Um, so just know who you're marketing to. Somebody says 20 hours a week. Um, really? Yeah, you could put in 20 hours a week, but the reality is you need to put in a minimum of 20 hours a month. Um, if you're putting in 20 hours a week, you should have really good returns. Um, if I could put in 20 hours a week, I would have more podcasts. Um, I would I would answer more people. I would be out all over the place being even more of an expert than I already am. Um, I know what I would do if I could put in 20 hours a week. As it stands out now for SEO 411, I can put in about two to three plus whatever the classes that I'm teaching that week. So if I have no, no, no class, then I probably am only putting in a couple hours. If I have a class, those, those are usually two hours um, that week. So I'm putting in about five. The reason I bring the class up is because I've taken this class now and made it be something that I can go use on social media. It wasn't something that I could do before, but it's worked out so well. When we come back together, and I, and we'll have to talk to Sandra about this one specifically, but I'm going to put a Zoom, any class that will allow me to do it, it's actually going to always have a Zoom component moving forward, um, because it's become such a good good way to do this. So um, I I I think that although 20 sounds like a lot a month, um, that time goes really fast, but you have to be committed to doing what you're doing, and just like exercise, if you don't do it, nothing happens, I mean, you just don't, it doesn't happen by osmosis, so, um, make sure that you know that you're putting that time in, and that you're putting it in on a, okay, and Brian said more like a party on a bike, you mean like the things that you go ride down the street with and you all pedal together? How do you do that virtually? I don't know. I'm not understanding this. How do you have a party on a bicycle? To me, it's torture. It's a torture device. So you're going to have to explain that a little bit better. Now, when I was a kid, I loved my bike, but now not so much. It's not a, So you're going to have to explain that a little bit better to me so I understand what you're talking about. Um, but don't be scary. If you're gonna tell me it's a party on a bike, then don't be scary in your videos. Make happy, happy, fun videos. Don't make scary videos. Um, meaning that they're crazy people drive pedaling as fast as they can on a bicycle. That's what I mean by scary, because that is pretty, pretty scary. All right, so this person says, great webinar, very informative. Good, that's what I want. I want everybody to walk away with learning something from here. One other thing that I want you to know how to do is you need to stalk your competitors. I don't want you to copy your competitors, but you need to stalk your competitors. Because if they're using hashtags, you need to know they're using those hashtags so you know some of the, um, what's the saying? Uh, uh, Imitation is a a form of flattery. Um, To me, uh, imitation at this point is a way not to have to do research that somebody else has already done. So um, to me, it's just smart. But I kind of go through and I I see what others are doing. I see the topics that you're talking about. If they're talking about something that I'm not, I consider whether I want to add that to my thought process. Um, I will tell you, like for me, and and I'm speaking for myself now, for a very long time, I've been talking about how web design and SEO cannot really be split because you can't do... A web, design a website without knowing the fundamentals of SEO. It's just, it just doesn't work. And then if you give a website that was designed poorly to an SEO company, they're going to tell you you have to rebuild it. Um, I have been saying that now for 20 years almost, since 2003, I've been saying that exact point. Um, only now am I starting to see people come back around and start to uh, talk about wait up a second, you might want to have an SEO company design your website um, because it's always easier to have somebody make something pretty after it's fun, fundamentally sound than it is to take something that's not fundamentally sound and make it work right. Um, and, I, and I think I'm saying that so that's understandable. Uh, the other thing that I think you should do um, after you're watching is I think you need to uh, make sure that you have a calendar and you know what topics that you cover. Um, this class is a great example in the sense that we're starting to come into the end of the year. And when I get into the end of the year, I start to do wrap up shows. So usually like November or December, the classes that we teach talk about, Hey, this is what happened this year, because what's going to happen is we're going to get to 2021 or whatever the next year is. And we're going to have to start talking about what do I think is going to happen over the course of that year that's going to affect this. So maybe we can do this ahead of time. And I, I think on average, we're usually at least a year to a year and a half ahead of the trends. When I'm telling you to do something now, I'm pretty much ahead of where it should be. So by the time it actually hits, uh, you guys, if you listen to me, you're already positioned Um to do them. So um, that's kind of what we're, that's kind of what I've done it that way for years. So the people that have been around me for years now know, oh wait, it's November, Beth's gonna start wrapping up the year. Oh wait, it's January, I better attend for sure because I'm gonna find out what I'm supposed to know for this next year. So with that said, I'm building on what I'm doing. I'm using my calendar. I know what I'm doing, and everything is got some type of a uh, plan to it. Now, if I get out of bed tomorrow and Google changes the whole world, I will need to be able to go out and respond. And I have done that and interjected in the middle based on what is happening in the real world. Um, however. I still have my calendar that tells me what I should be covering. So I really encourage everybody to sit down and try to map out a quarter of content for a website, for your website, and try to have the goal to fill that, that quarter of content um, and to do that. Uh, the anonymous attendee says it would be great to have an added Zoom component to your web clinics. And I, and I, I was really against it. But I, I, have, I have people coming to these things now from all over the country and it's kind of really surprised me um, some of the phone calls that I've gotten by that um, it's extended us out of the Houston area. So I think that's good for for the uh, You know, even even score. I don't know whether you guys see that but we're getting people from all over the place coming and going. So it's been a little bit so I would like to have zoom uh, Any class that I can have zoom a zoom I actually already have bought the tripod and the uh, uh, iPad holder for my um, my iPad, and I already have bought the lavalier mic, so it doesn't have the cross contamination of the room going on, and you won't be able to hear the audio. So I already have bought all the equipment. I'm just waiting for somebody to give me a green light and say, "Yep, it's time to
1: come back to back to person now." Um exactly. so We're going to do that. Yeah. Um, so here's a simplistic question, but I think. Uh, novices and more experienced people can ask questions in this Um, regarding using LinkedIn when you post something uh, can you talk to them a little bit about um, likes and comments and shares and how to use that effectively when you're trying to market your business and and get that ripple effect and um, you get the general idea
0: yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. So what you're saying, it's LinkedIn or actually everywhere, Everywhere, um, I guess. Yeah. So what? Well, a couple different things. So LinkedIn's interesting in this sense. that I go out and make sure I am constantly mining to put people in my group. So when I when I come when I come uh, uh, notifications when I come here. It tells me who I followed, who I need to follow. I need to set all of that up on a constant basis. I go through, um, look, so here's somebody that was just in, so I'm gonna accept him. I grow this audience all the time, okay? Um, And I work through this, so I guess it's all you guys. We're all here on LinkedIn, look at this, all right? So I grow my audience on a regular basis. And I make sure I also look down here because LinkedIn has a really interesting way of this needs to get off my screen. Why will you not go down? All right. I'll have to come back to that one. Okay. But it has a really interesting way of matching me up with people I may or may not know. And sometimes it's my own customers. Okay. I go ahead and reach out and connect with these people and try to get them on my List because the bigger I get my list, what happens is I put these posts out, and they then get a ex- exposure to me and to my business, okay um and then what's happening is they're reaching back out to me with a with questions or meetings or introductions, or you know I've got like a thousand thousand and some odd people now that are I guess yeah that I'm, I'm hooked into that every time I put a post out, I got 1,000, 1,100 people. I continue to grow that um, consistently. The reason why is because if they get, a, if they see my post, they have the option to share it. I have the option to share something they do. Um, and it makes my footprint and my reach go out further. So the more, the bigger you can build your network on LinkedIn, the further your message gets out into the world. Um, the other thing I would suggest everybody does is start to keep a email list. If you haven't started one, please start one. Um, because at some point in your, in your business's life, having that is going to be really kind of a handy thing to have that we can go back out and start putting, um, emails out to those people. Because again, you know, I went to state, I worked at State Farm many years ago. And one of the things that they said, I went to a sales seminar. And their whole point of the sales seminar was to remind everybody that it was easier to sell to people that you already had in your book of business than it was to procure a new customer. And if you remember that, the more you remind people that have business with you that you're out here, the better your interaction with them is going to be. Okay, so um, I'm constantly reminding people that I'm out here and that if I'm, if you need something and, and honestly, uh, it, it, it keeps coming back to me, all this stuff that I've put out in the universe, all these years. Um, I had some guy call me, it was a customer two and a half years ago, said, Hey, I'm ready to restart my service. Things are getting better for me. Huh? I was like, okay, thank you. I, all the work's already done. I just got to put them back into and get them back on the plan but that's because I'm out there constantly reminding people that I'm out there. I don't, I mean, I, you know, I didn't say to him, have you seen a LinkedIn post lately, but I'm putting stuff out every day. It, it, it takes discipline to do this. It takes a commitment to do this. Um, it takes a commitment to build a LinkedIn following that you, you, you may want to sit down and start to, you know, find the people that, that, you know, and, and don't be afraid to to reach out to them. Don't be afraid to go click a button and say, hey, I, go ahead and, you know, maybe it's a good price and turn away the people that are junk. I hate to say that, but there's like, I get these people every day that, hey, can I get you? No, I really know. I don't really want to buy anything. I don't want to sell my business. I don't really want to talk but I want to hear from the good people and I've set myself up to do so. So I, I, I think you need to, as Sandra, is that kind of what you're alluding to to go ahead and get that audience built that you can put stuff
1: out there and get in front of as many people as you possibly can. Yes. And also about um, how you do, how you, you know, maximize your posts and getting people to share or commenting on other people's stuff or liking it or, you know, all that interaction. With, um, so see,
0: some of that is Facebook. And and really, the one thing I'll tell you at Facebook is if you want to see something that somebody has to say, you have to like it. If you don't like that person, if you don't like the post real all the time of uh, something, then you don't see it. And if you see Jim likes every single thing I put up because you know what happens, then Jim gets to see what's, what I'm putting up on a regular basis, which is why he does this. So from that standpoint, yes, I can put shout outs to other people, but I always just try to put pithy headlines, really good pictures, and try to pull them in with, with information that I know a small business owner wants to, or buzzwords that I know that they need to know. So for me, if I did, I put an article up uh, not too long ago on keywords. I was really surprised. I had like a more links than I ever would imagine. Um, I did one that talked about uh, the value of a Chamber of Commerce membership, and that thing's blowing the doors off of it. I would have never, that one, I would have never expected that to happen. But that thing, I've got Chamber of commerce's is from all over the country linking to me now, which, oh, by the way, what that does is give their membership access to my business and possibly an opportunity for me to do business out of a Chamber of Commerce in another part of the country. So, um, as far as, uh, interacting. um, I think you have to like stuff. I think you want to make sure that you um, uh, uh, like people's posts, comment on people's posts. If you, if there's a reason to tag somebody, which I do this more on Twitter than anything, I'll put something up and say at somebody and tell them that I actually wrote a page to answer a question that they had. Um, Because what then happens is that, my information goes out to their network. Um, but I'm not annoying about it because if you start to be a nuisance about it, people will just like walk away. So make sure you don't get to be cuckoo and go crazy with stuff like that because that's a good way to get yourself banned too. Um, but I mean, I'm always putting hashtags on things as well. I mean, uh, but I, I'm trying to put like, I put SEO, business, small business tips, entrepreneur tips. I have a certain set of standards that I put, I don't put, like the guy with the bike, he says he's he's got a party on a bike, great music and rhythm, okay? I, I wouldn't go put um, a funky hashtag on that that nobody would ever search for because the purpose of the hashtag is that when people use those hashtags to go search for you, they find you. So if you use something funky that nobody's going to look for, it, it has no purpose in this whole world other than, oh, look, that person you know, use the funny hashtag. So uh, let me use Bill O'Brien for a second. Um, Right now, the whole Texas Texan fan base is using fire Bill O'Brien or fire B.O.B. The reality is the Texans can go in there, go pull that hashtag and go see how many people in this city want that man fired. It's a great reference. If you wanted to know if they should fire somebody or not. So there. you have to get that going to get the right stuff in the right direction though. I mean, I, I, would not, um, bad idea to like a competitor's post. Yes. Bad idea. All right. Cause what you're doing is validating your competitor. You will never find me invalidate validate the competitor of mine ever, not ever one day in this entire life of mine. So that's how, that's how strongly I, I believe on that. So
1: um, is it a good a good uh, thing to like a client's post?
0: Oh, I do that all day long.
1: And comments and sharing it. Do you share? All right. it? Uh no, because again, well, no, I don't usually share because
0: again, it, it starts to dilute and muddy my waters. So I don't generally because the other thing is for me, I'm endorsing it. The other thing is I get really mad when somebody tags me in a post because they're trying to piggyback off me. So I end up running around and have to go remove the posts. I have to go remove the, the, the tags. So no, but you know, yeah, see I'm my own brand. So anything I do dilutes that. And if, and if you think of yourself with the same power as an ExxonMobil, you don't see ExxonMobil saying, look, Shell did something awesome. Now you may, if it's a true partnership, you may find something, but you don't find every day, yay, look at what Shell did today. No, because then you're not Exxon, you're Shell. Is that you just have to be smart about things I guess that's the but no I don't ever sh- I like them I will like them I'll say great post hey good good right up here um one thing I will say on this topic and you know this would if everybody could kind of we all could band together and figure out how to solve this problem we all could use to post comments on each other's posts on the blog themselves so like if i came here let's see let
1: me come back a screen let's do let's wrap up because it's about eight o'clock so so um, you
0: start this whole crazy time i know it's exciting
1: so but i just want i don't want to keep going for a long time but i want you to um uh talk about it and we can pick it up again the next time we do a digital marketing clinic um because there's a lot of things that we could go deeper on
0: we sure can i'm trying to get to where this is here See, that's my stupid sister over there putting stuff up that I tell her not to tag me on. That's the thing. If you have siblings, don't be friends with them on Facebook because they do stupid <laughs> things. That's a tip. <laughs> so here, if you click through to this, I want to show you this really quick, okay? Because this is kind of a big deal. All right, so this is the actual raw post. We need to start getting comments under these that... that are realistic, real comments. Google's using those comments to validate. That is something I would do, Sandra. If I saw a customer's post and I could come back and make a blog comment on it, I absolutely 100% would. That I would do because that doesn't hurt me. Um, It doesn't dilute my brand and it helps validate them and there's not enough cross-reference. But the value of somebody commenting on your blog helps Google understand that there's value to that blog. So that's a habit that everybody should get into. When you see a blog post from somebody and you actually like that blog post, go down, if they allow comments, leave comments. Cause it's really, it that actually is an extremely important thing. Okay. Well, so. on
1: that note, let's wrap it up and say goodbye to all of our um, attendees. It's been fun and we're looking forward to getting together again next month uh, with Beth. Um, what I like about what you do Beth is there's a lot of opportunity to ask questions and um, explore and so we need that. So, especially well, with a lot you. Of these other ones just being something posted, listen to and that's it. This way, you, if you got the courage, you put your questions in there and you get real answers, especially when you gave them ideas about what to do for their specific businesses. I love that part.
0: Well, and I always try to do that because I think that sometimes you guys get too close to your own business and I, myself included in that, that it's always good to have an outside perspective to come up with doing things because you, you sometimes you don't think of doing them the way somebody else would say to do it. Right. So uh, I hope you all come back and I hope, uh, I hope you all learn something and we'll see you next month. We're doing Google My Business next month. That's an important, important, important thing for everybody within the sound of my voice.